Welcome to the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast. This Specialty Pharmacy Podcast is a collaboration with the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy, the NASP, and the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The mission of the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy is to improve specialty pharmacy practice by promoting continuing professional education and certification of specialty pharmacists while advocating for public policies that ensure patient access to specialty medications. As the healthcare industry's leading podcast dedicated to the pharmacy profession, the Pharmacy Podcast Network is proud to bring our listeners the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast in partnership with the NASP. Welcome to another episode of the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast Show, part of the Leading Pharmacy Podcast Network. I am your host, Christopher Kennedy. Today we have a guest from one of the top 10 pharmacy benefits management companies in the country. Please welcome Tom Golding from MedTrack RX. Tom, great to have you on the show. I think we will uh, kick off here, if you will allow us, with a quick intro about who is Tom Golding and where have you been previous to your time here at MedTrack RX. Yeah, Christopher, thanks for your introduction. Excited to be here um, speaking with you today. A little background on myself. I'm uh, currently, I'm the Vice President of Trade Relations for MedTrack RX. Uh, We are a pharmacy benefit management company located in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, And, uh, you know, it's always interesting to try and answer that question in a social setting to your your friends. You know, uh, what does a PBM do? And I think probably most of the audience understands that. But... uh, Never thought I'd be with a PBM uh, based on my, probably my early background. Um, uh, I, you know, it started out in the pharmacy world, believe it or not, when I was about 12 years old as my family owned a small Rexall drugstore in a small rural farming community in mid-Missouri. Um, you know, granted, my, my responsibilities certainly weren't uh, in the, the medication side uh, of that that world, but, uh, you know, my responsibilities around washing windows and vacuuming and cash register duties, but uh, did grow to where I was able to, to work back in that uh, pharmacy area with my dad. And uh, that's probably where I got my understanding of what a pharmacy does, a pharmacist is supposed to do. Um, and uh, ironically, kind of back in this position, um, I also spent uh, about 15 years uh uh, after college, uh, working in, in the sales position for Cardinal Health, which is uh, top one, top two uh, pharmacy wholesale distributions, and uh, learned more in that side of the business uh, from a pick, pack, and shipping uh, standpoint in the pharmacy and med surge world. Um, and then, like I stated before, somehow found myself back in the drug management related industry uh, with MedTrack, and I've been here for about three years now. And uh, primary responsibility is managing the uh, retail, mail, and specialty uh, pharmacy provider network. Uh, also, which which I really enjoy is the uh, the relation aspect of that relationship aspect of that, as well as developing, exploring you know new programs and processes that can help impact our um, our client base and, and, and drive some opportunities and savings and increase, uh, the service level experience, uh, with them for our specialty pharmacies and retail networks. Well, it's really interesting to, to learn that you spent your early days in that pharmacy setting more in that rural environment. I, I feel like there's almost a longing for that type of customer service nowadays that seems to be lost as we wait in these long lines at a lot of the different mass 
pharmacies, et cetera. So I'm sure that that has had an influence on how you deal with customers as well. It, it is. It's, and it, it extends beyond our member base. Um, you know, it's interesting that, that uh, you know, if, if rarely do we have an issue uh, at the member level with any of our pharmacies, but uh, when we do and it's impactful, um, I'm one of the first to actually jump on the call and actually reach out to that member and understand what their experience was. And uh, what that does is it, it does probably reach back to my days with uh, being in that environment and understanding how my dad uh, worked with those individuals. Cause it, it, you know, he wasn't just, you know, picking a, a claim, you know, filling a, a prescription and uh, sending somebody on their way. Um, you know, he was the first one to ask, you know, do you know how to take this medication? And, and, uh, usually the response was, uh, whether it was yes or no, he still went into, to the process of saying, okay, this is how you take it. Be sure to do this. I'll follow up with you. Um, you know, as well as, uh, I, I remember vividly several conversations he had with some physicians that would prescribe a particular medication and, uh, he would, he would basically have a stern conversation with him. It's like, you understand you just prescribed them X, Y, or Z, and, uh, this is going to not, uh, you know, this isn't compatible, a compatible drug and that they're going to have some uh, conflicts going on. So, um, I think I've taken that, uh, subconsciously and uh, applied that not only to what our goals are as a PBM with our, our members, but I've also taken that to uh, the philosophy of how we want and who we want to partner with from a pharmacy standpoint. That's whether it's retail or specialty. Very good. So looking straight at MedTrack RX, and if I um, did my research, which I did a little bit of before our, our call here, Tom. I was looking at some of the statistics. It looks like you guys are in the top 10, and some of that is based on a, a recent uh, partnership. Can you go into what is MedTrack RX and who are the, if you will, the parent company, et cetera? How are things set up today? Yeah, I'll, I'll skip back to kind of our inception. You know, we've been in business. Uh, MedTrack started in 99, uh, really by, by a couple of individuals. One was a salesman at heart, um, a very dynamic individual. And the second was a pharmacist, uh, uh, and, and just were both very passionate, uh, to, you know, as their experience had been previously in working with a PBM or on the payer side, um, they thought they could do it better. Um, and, and so they started the company and our niche, if you will, is the small to mid-sized commercial or self-insured type of client. And, uh, we work and have always had the philosophy, uh, of a high touch, high service model philosophy. Um, the, the nice thing is currently we still operate today with, with uh, low overhead and low bureaucracy. Uh, that you'll find with uh, the larger organizations, and and that just creates a, a tremendous amount of flexibility and nimbleness, if you will, to respond to our clients' needs. Um, as I mentioned, I I have been here about three years, and I came on board uh, as a result of some changes that we were going through, and and that change, as we still see in the market today, was some consolidations of uh, PBMs, and we were actually acquired by a company up in. Twinsburg, Ohio, uh, called Envision RX. 
uh, Envision RX is, is situated where they have a, a quite different business model uh, or a PBM model than us. They, they do deal with commercial, but they also deal in the Medicaid, Medicare space. Um, and uh, their model is more of a uh, tradition, or I'm sorry, more of a transparency model. Uh, so still two very different uh, organizations. We've been able to work very well with them, have, have truly picked up some, some synergies um, uh, on both sides. We, do, we had done some and continue to do things very uh, uh, differently and I think on the leading edge as well as they had some uh, uh, strengths around the contracting and some technology um, matter of fact, they own uh, the Laker platform that we adjudicate the systems on. So uh, there was a huge pickup there, just uh, having a better access and being able to uh, enhance that system. Uh, shortly after that uh, acquisition, uh, Rite Aid uh, went and acquired uh, Envision, uh, which was our parent company. Um, and, and in general, that would always cause some you know, concern around what we've done um, and how we have to do it because, you know, obviously we know the position of CVS and, and, uh, um, and most recently Walgreens, we were under the Walgreens uh, light through um, uh, their interest in acquiring Rite Aid, but um, we're very different. I still believe in the CVS world, you know, our market share, we don't have um, uh, the Rite Aid pharmacies in our market. Uh, historically had them in there. They're on the West and East Coast, but they've been great to work with. They've, they've really have left us alone and, and, uh, they've provided some great guidance and, and we're, we're very stable and very happy to have, have that uh, relationship with, with those two entities. Yeah, and also, I mean, a, a word that would jump out for me if that is resources. I'm sure that, uh, those are abundant with, with the, um, partnership within those, you know, almost what three different companies now. It looks like you guys have a, a diverse um, platform, if you will, to be able to look at things in a, a more collective scope, which I always think is good when you're able to scale out and maybe a solution that you guys previously had at Medtrack RX. Now you have some of these other partners might allow for you all to more uh, effectively launch things. Is that does that take place? Uh, that is correct. You know, they've, they've been great supporters. Both, both companies, uh, have been great supporters of, of MedTrack. Um, it has given us, uh, it, truly in the acquisition, uh, side, you know, sometimes these acquisitions are good. Sometimes they're, you know, a challenge as, as we've seen throughout history of, of, uh, not just in PBM, but companies in general. But this one's truly been a beneficial one for, um, uh, MedTrack, you know, it's allowed us to do um, do some processes and implement processes a little bit quicker. Uh, from an expansion side, that's probably the uh, the biggest impact we've seen. We acquired two smaller PBMs on the East Coast um, about a year and a half ago, and um, you know that was you know a result of us being able to to forge you know forge quicker in a process of expanding. And our goal was to get uh, feet on the street, if you will, in the East Coast. Um, same way with it's afforded us to actually recently, our, our other ambition was to uh, get folks on the West Coast. So we now have uh, individuals in California and Arizona. So for the first time, you know, we, we, we span coast to coast now. And, and I really think that was 
uh, a result of the support that we've re you know we've received from both organizations through the through these acquisitions. Tom, when you and I connected a while back, I, we spent a lot of time discussing how important outcomes, right, true measurable outcomes are becoming in healthcare. And, and from my perspective, way overdue. I've often used the analogy of it's like playing a baseball game without even having a scoreboard sometimes in healthcare scenarios. Um, tell me a little bit more about MedTrack Rx, the differentiator, right? So if I hear the acronym of PBM, my mind goes a lot of different directions. I'm sure some of our listeners also um, are either intimidated by the word PBM or don't really understand how it impacts their world directly. But if, if I look at the top 10 PBMs, for example, what has been MedTrack Rx's differentiator? I think one of the first first things to look at, and it's not necessarily around our programs um, that are impactful, and I'll, I'll talk about those in a minute, um, but what I see uh, from having the luxury, I guess, uh, and the fortunate background of being able, you know, from my Cardinal Health days and uh, one or two other companies, but the biggest impact I see is, is our people. Um, I've never seen a group of, of folks that are more dedicated around servicing the business, servicing our members, servicing our clients uh, to the best of our abilities. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned before, we're, we are very much a high-touch, uh, have a high-touch philosophy. It starts in our, our clinical department, uh, down to our IT sales, uh, sales and pharmacy benefit advisors, which we call, uh, which are our customer service. And uh, we really work very diligently uh, to service and, and, and provide a high level of care and consideration to those folks. I, I always like the statistics and it, I think it demonstrates where we're at in our philosophy. Um, our customer service, first and foremost, uh, you know, they take around about 500 calls a day and we have a first call resolution just under 90%, uh, which is an astounding fact in its own, own right or, or, or number. Uh, overall satisfaction rate is 97% and then uh, average answer to call, which I actually have that performance guarantee with our specialty pharmacies that we deal with, but they're eight seconds. So we don't have a recording that you have to go through and say, press one for X department. You're going to get a live voice and somebody very quickly that's going to be able to resolve a question if issue um, or an explanation of that benefit process. So uh, very happy and, and proud to, to be a part of, of that group. Um, well, so basically that was, that's the exact opposite of my direct TV experience last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've experienced some, especially pharmacies where I've actually have made a call and uh, one in particular earlier this year, uh, it was a two hour ordeal. And matter of fact, I got shipped over to, uh, uh, over an overseas telesales, um, uh, or call center, I should say, and a very, uh, unpleasant process. And, and it was just for me trying to resolve an issue that was for one of our members. And I just thought, you know, this isn't a good experience, but, you know, so our customer service and also our clinical department, which actually, you know, I, I really believe, and I'm, uh, obviously biased, but I've also had the had the experience of working and meeting a lot of different pharmacists in my prior uh, life. Um, but I think we have some of the brightest and versatile and tightest knit group of, of clinical pharmacists and techs that I've ever, ever worked with. Uh, they're very passionate. Um, they go and go above and beyond the, 
the, the call of duty every day to make sure that uh, when they're working with uh, a patient um, and doing it, going through a prior authorization that they're getting the right medication at the right time and, and making sure that that service experience um, is where it needs to be and, and they're providing the guidance. Um, so uh, again, I think it starts with the, with the people and, uh, and I think that's our strength um, to, to start out with. Yeah, the, the second piece I think goes along with uh, a unique program we have, uh, which is called the Best in Class Specialty RX program. And in that particular program, we, you know, we got ahead of the curve, I believe, uh, roughly in, I think it was 2009, uh, we had the foresight to understand that specialty drugs were going to grow and be a focal point at some point in time in the future. And, and sure enough, that's, you know, it's now a focal point. It's 30 to 35% of a uh, you know, commercial client spend, uh, these drugs, you know, maintenance drugs, if you will, uh, when you look at Humira and Emeril, you know, they're four, 4,000 to $4,500 average, you know, claim cost. Uh, it's a high, um, high growth area and it, it continues to grow and evolve, uh, in that world. So, um, luckily our, the, the, uh, the individuals before me had the foresight to understand and look at, what can we do to make sure and ensure uh, that we're prepared at some point in time um, and work with our clients to make sure we're delivering the best possible care, best possible service um, at affordable um, rates and discounts that we can pass on to them. And, and that was, and that's the BIC, uh, what we call the BIC Specialty RX program. Yeah, I like the I like the center of excellence tone to that. We had um, a podcast with Tom Emmerich, who is the former head of global benefits design for Walmart, and uh, one of his big pushes has been around kind of what what you're talking around as far as center of excellence goes. In this circumstance, we're specifically focusing on especially pharmacy, but you know throughout healthcare, there's opportunities I think to identify who some of those preeminent partners are that are accountable towards high performance. And I think uh, in our early discussions, Tom, you and I, you know, actually discussed the different types of metrics that are out there and how MedTrack RX goes about analyzing the data. Um, can you go a little bit into that, that data component? I think you guys have a, a very uh, great uh, feel for what the market needs on that front. Yeah, you know, that's an evolving um, process and segment for us. And I'll, I'll take a little bit of a step back. You kind of mentioned a previous podcast. And I had the uh, opportunity to listen to one I think you uh, did with uh, Dr. Kyle Hogarth. Um, and it was interesting. Uh, and, and it was good to hear his passion around uh, his practice and his approach um, and thoughts toward some of the specialty pharmacies he deals with. And, um, I, I, you know, wanted to stand up and clap when I hear, you know, heard, heard some of his thoughts that, you know, he wants, uh, he wants a specialty pharmacy, uh, to be more than a pick, pack, and shipper, if you will. That was my experience with the car, with Cardinal Health is that we were a wholesaler. Our expertise was around 
picking a drug, packing it properly, and shipping it out to the retail pharmacy or hospital pharmacy. Um, going back to my earlier comments about where I grew up and, and working in a pharmacy, I want to make sure, and, and I agreed with uh, Dr. Hogarth, the specialty pharmacy has got to be more than that. And, and around our best-in-class program, uh, the specialty pharmacy network is part of, part of that. It's, it's really almost the start. Um, we look at specialty pharmacies that can go, you know, they have to, you know, that should be a core requirement, right? Uh, that they've got to be able to, to pick that particular and fill that particular uh, claim or that prescription uh, be able to pack it appropriately if it has any refrigeration requirements or shipping requirements, and be able to get it out the door on a timely basis so it's in the time of need. So that's step one. Um, but even before they pick, pack, and ship, that pharmacy has to um, be prepared to uh, assess a patient's needs, uh, demonstrate that they can actually, uh, that, that they're willing to work with them and provide the same level of care, same level of information, and address any potential ASEs that that patient may have with that particular drug, and show that, uh, show that they have a high level of patient care. And that's what we seek out, you know, in our, in our best-in-class, especially pharmacy program. And uh, the uniqueness of that program really starts with, I think my philosophy is, um, you know, we look for the specialty within the specialty pharmacy provider. Um, so we don't partner with one single pharmacy across the board. Uh, what we do is go through a pretty intensive uh, labor-heavy process every two years of going out to RFP, and we look for that pharmacy that is providing uh, that high level of patient care, uh, the operational excellence and reporting capabilities, um, and really the therapy class acuity per, de- per that therapy class. So, um, meaning that, uh, you know, we know the big, uh, the big two or three specialty pharmacies out there, they handle every therapy class under the sun. That doesn't make them the experts at every single one. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, Christopher, you and I talked about, uh, what you guys do around hemophilia and, um, and, and it is truly, um, that's the level of care we want to be able to provide to our patients, and that's the level of, of uh, focus that we want. We want pharmacists talking to the patients, not, and I've ran across this, that where uh, some pharmacies hire pharmacy students that will answer calls and try and, uh, you know, navigate through some of the assessments, and that's not acceptable. That's not what our patients are expecting. From the reporting standpoint, um, it does start with the pharmacy because you guys are the, you know, the, the pharmacy is the front line. Um, they're the ones that are collecting this data and having the conversations day in and day out uh, with our members. Um, and, and I think it's really important to be able to collect that data. And that's another requirement of our program is to be able to collect and share that data so that we can then, you know, continue to assess uh, and, and continue to make sure the performance guarantee metrics are made, met, um, as well as work with, and I think this is as important as, as anything, is to work with and partner with the pharmacy to, you know, to continue to improve those outcomes and measure those outcomes and be able to demonstrate, you know, the value of what we do as a PBM 
uh, to our clients. And, and, it, and it goes beyond um, just the pricing side, which I think we're very competitive and we have some unique programs around, around driving, you know, an additional 10 or 15% savings. Uh, but it's, you got to start with the service piece and, and that's, that's a very, very high uh, focus for us. Very good. Well, we are going to take a quick break and get a message in from one of our sponsors. When we return, we'll pick up the conversation with Tom Golding from MedTrack RX. We'll be back in a second. Keycentrics has been leading and guiding the pharmacy industry for over 40 years. A forerunner of innovation and technology, Keycentrics more than delivers pharmacy software solutions to the ever-expanding complex network of healthcare. The heart of Keycentrics is dedicated to restoring patient health and promoting patient compliance by the continuation of care through pharmacy management. Keycentrics brings pharmacy management to a comprehensive level of understanding and precision unlike anything available in the industry. Keycentrics' new Leaf RX pharmacy management software revolutionizes this opportunity for specialty pharmacy markets. New Leaf RX thinks like a pharmacist and a prescriber at the same time, while also providing the data needed for decisions from every other contributor in the healthcare ecosystem. New Leaf RX will lead to successful outcome-based processes, guaranteed. At the end of the day, Keycentrics software packages have what every pharmacy has been looking for. New Leaf RX is the next level of pharmacy management systems. For more information and to experience a demo, visit Keycentrics.com. All right, we're back on. This is Christopher Kennedy with the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast Show. And with me again is Tom Golding from MedTrack RX. Tom uh, shared a lot of great insights there into the kind of the differentiators at MedTrack RX. And the overall marketplace is where I'd like to kind of shift focus. Uh, in that PBM-specific market, you know, where do, where do you see things heading in the next year? I mean, next few years. I know that when we, when we talk from the lens of a specialty pharmacy provider like myself and others that are, I'm sure, listening to our, our podcast here, we think in terms of the outcomes race and how do we become uh, more savvy at having a hand in how the actual patient journey goes. From a PBM perspective, where do you think things will be headed? Uh, you know, that's a great question and, uh, and uh, one that, you know, uh, until recently, you know, probably has been rethought or, or put in a different position, especially with uh, Amazon uh, coming into the conversation. But, uh, you know, you and I had previously talked about and you brought up really the, you know, what I would call performance-based contracting or performance-based outcomes that can evolve around contracting. You know, that's been around for some time. I saw it in my med surge days and it was you know, a little bit easier monitored about, you know, how, how a company was performing really um, in our space in the PBM world. I know that uh, some are, you know, there's some PBMs and organizations that have some uh, contracts in place around that. I'm not sure of the value, a lot of data. I think some of that is still, still new. Um, my concern around that is really having the accessibility uh, and transparency, if you will, uh, back to the actual patient data that resides on, um, you know, the, the health system or, or entities uh, 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 clinical system. 
and being able to share and then be able to monitor that. And, you know, I think there's a huge expense tied to that. So I think that's going to continue to evolve and continue to make some, some challenge or meet some challenges, but also meet some efficiencies there. And, and what we're doing to address that is really looking at a higher level and, and addressing adherence issues, um, making sure that, <clears throat> which is big, it, it, from a standpoint of looking at specific therapy classes. Um, I think also looking at better predictive analytics, you know, that's one thing that um, I, I think will move forward, especially with our market segment where we're dealing with the smaller uh, commercial clients. You know, they're really starting to get concerned about not just what they're spending on, you know, focus on specialty drugs, but obviously the retail side as well, where diabetes is so prevalent and a, and a huge expense, but where they can start better understanding what they need to do the next year and the following year. You have, have high costing drugs and you have new drugs that are in the market that are, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars per per therapy. And it can really impact uh, a smaller company very quickly. Uh, so I think predictive analytics are going to start to evolve a little bit uh, quicker. Um, you know, and, and, and the buzzword, I think, is really addressing, you know, retail consumerism, um, you know, trying to provide some transparency around where, um, from a retail standpoint, when you're looking at retail pharmacies, you know, that that's there's just a big cloud around that. It's like, uh, nobody really knows if you talk to the average person that's processed that, you know, that that's having a retail prescription process, um, generally speaking, they have no idea what that prescription actually costs and it does not allow them, you know, the current matrix around uh, the process doesn't allow them really to shop. Um, you know, Amazon to a degree may actually resolve some of that. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll know, I guess, before Thanksgiving to which direction they're going. So, um, but I think that's going to be uh, one of the bigger drivers is kind of that retail consumerism and, and treating things a little bit more transparent and, and understanding where, uh, you know, you really should have a claim processed and where you get the best value in the service. Yeah, it's a great point. I, I think that in this patient as a consumer movement, one of the things that continue, continues to be highlighted is even things like accreditation, for example, you know, there's multiple accrediting bodies that are available in the specialty pharmacy world, URAC, ACHC, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I think as patients start to realize the power of their healthcare dollar, um, that people will become more and more savvy, as you mentioned, Amazon, and maybe even start demanding some sort of star report, right? Like I want to know a star ranking before I choose a particular pharmacy for maybe a specialized disease that I have. I want to find out who that best provider is so I, I think Amazon brings a lot into the discussion. I, I joke about being able to, you know, read, I think it was like, it was a crazy number, like 897 reviews on a lawn chair that I bought for my son's baseball game to take around with me this past summer, all these baseball games. And I, I learned 800 different views on this product. Yet when I go to either my physician or to a pharmacy to fill a prescription for my son, uh, I have no clue, right? I don't have any of that data and, and until I start to ask questions and do that homework and Google around, if you will. So it'll be interesting to see if technology and some of these more established platforms like Amazon can progress us on a few different fronts. And I, I think 
the, the, the key word for me continues to be in my, you know, 18 year career in healthcare is accountability. And I think this industry for whatever reason has found ways to avoid some of that high performance accountability. Uh, so I, I, from my standpoint, am a, am a fan of, of seeing some of these efforts move in that direction. And then after speaking with you and listening to you here today, it's clear that uh, MedTrack RX, you guys are focused on that collaborative care. You, you didn't voice that exact term, but for me, there's a lot of collaboration that can occur between partners that join around a patient on their journey and really do, and then this isn't marketing speak, right, but really have a hand and how that patient's journey goes. Um, anything on that, uh, Tom, that you guys are doing regarding the patient experience uh, and, and trying to be more in concert with your partners? Yeah, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll comment, because you're exactly right, the star rating, the URAC accreditation, those are, are uh, very important. And, and in a way, um, although we're not to the level of what you've talked about, and that's a great example about the the reviews on your lawn chair or um, a computer or whatever it may be, and then it comes to something really important about healthcare. Um, we, in a, in a sense, do that with our big specialty pharmacies. You know, we go through a pretty rigorous uh, criteria process, and and I vetted the last RFP, vetted over well over 30 pharmacies, um, and and the first, you know, the, the two primary criteria is one is you are you a URAC or similar accredited. And all of our pharmacies are URAC accredited. Um, we've got, or they must be going through the process. And and um, are they licensed in 50 states? And and obviously that eliminates uh, uh, a, a you know about half of them. Um, and then uh, we take it a we take it a step further as we constantly do surveys. We send out surveys every quarter and rank the customer experience on each of our specialty pharmacy. And, and that does impact, you know, we will make changes and we do have accountability or they do have accountability if they're not servicing the customer to the level that we're expecting and that they had agreed on to begin with, uh, then through the RFP process, um, we will make those changes. So um, that that's a big piece. As far as addressing, you know, different things that I think we do that really impact, and, and again, I'm very passionate about our ability to impact um, uh, and lower the cost of drugs the best we can, uh, especially dealing with the clients we have. You know, we, we actually have two clients from my hometown um, that that are under our watch. And, and I know these folks personally grew up with them. And I have a vested interest in them, and it rolls over to everybody else. So one of the programs and one of the, the view or uh, uh, watches that we've had was around the copay uh, plans. You know, we've got, uh, we have worked feverishly for the last three years ahead of anybody else really looking at uh, understanding what what the copay assistance um, and how that can be and how that affects somebody's plan. Um, there's a lot of old plan designs out there that are still stuck in a flat $35 or $50 um, uh, level. And uh, what we've been able to do is at least be able to go back to the client. And since we've got a pretty firm understanding what, what assistance programs are out there, help them look at options and, and guide them to different plan designs that 
uh, really will benefit not only them from uh, reducing their costs, but also reduce the cost to the client, or I'm sorry, to the member, um, because the copays are virtually zero or five or $10 for a lot of these drugs. But through some of that, uh, we've been able to demonstrate um, a 10, 15% savings off their, their specialty spend. Um, and it's really impactful. And that's been some of the pieces that we've worked really hard on, um, along with just our clinical care program. So, uh, you know, we continually work to develop and, and come up with, with new plans and, and monitor, you know, back to the data. Data is powerful. If we can understand, you know, the drivers that are, are affecting these, these type of clients and groups, then, the better we're positioned to give them guidance and, and hopefully help them uh, drive their overall uh, drug spend down. Well, it's, it's been very impressive uh, and, and well said, um, to, uh, you know, on this, on this last point, Tom, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's been very impressive to hear kind of the collective nature of what you all are doing there. I think it, it, there's definitely that center of excellence feel uh, to how you all are, are approaching the, not only the business, but it sounds like that patient experience itself. Uh, and ultimately, as you stated earlier in the conversation, you know, when you were raised in a, in a small town pharmacy like that, it becomes second nature to treat your customers in a certain way. And it's, it's clear that that's transcending throughout what you're doing today. So I commend you on that. I also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us. I'm sure there were at least a few nuggets of knowledge that you will take with you from this podcast. And I invite you to continue to send your feedback and comments. If there's a topic or a discussion point you'd like us to feature on the next Specialty Pharmacy Podcast show, please let me know. Until the next time, I'm signing off here. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast with your fellow pharmacists, doctors, and healthcare providers dedicated to optimal patient care. If you have ideas for future episode topics, please email the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Send your message to publisher at pharmacypodcast.com.